Hello, everybody. Hello. I'm Salty. And I'm Spice. Welcome to the podcast. I don't really remember what episode number it is. We're still in the, before we get to the tens, so we're in there somewhere. So welcome to the, welcome to the podcast, the Beans, Bullets, Bandages, and You podcast, or the 3BY podcast, if you prefer. And we're here today to talk about women and guns. And self-defense. And self-defense. Now, uh, first of all, as always, we apologize because we, we do these podcasts as we're traveling. Uh, we travel a lot. And so we're, we're spending some time in the car. And our car is not the quietest car in the world. So we're going to apologize if you hear a little road noise in the background. That's what's going on. Or hear the occasional rumble strip. Here we go. I'm going to go on the rumble strip. No. There, I, I don't know if you heard that or not, but that's the rumble strip. Hate she the rumble. hates it when I do that. Sometimes I do it just to make her go, ah! <laughs> so kind of him. Yes, it is. Can you, can you hear the love, the feel of love in my heart when I do that? And then sometimes I do it accidentally and claim it was on purpose just to annoy her. <laughs> we've been married a very long time. If you can't tell, we've been married. So she doesn't very, fall for it. A very long time. Uh, so we're, we're driving here in North Missouri. Well, we're in North Missouri for about another, oh, goodness, what? 400 yards? Yeah. We're about to go in, the we're about to be in Iowa. We're passing all the state line fireworks stores, and there's a whole bunch of them. They're all actually already busy. It's what, April? And cheap smokes and whiskey. Cheap smokes and whiskey. Because Iowa doesn't hold with cheap smokes and whiskey. And we're going we're gonna to actually, we're going to actually go ahead and uh, help you identify us just a little bit and tell you we're actually. In, right now, we're in Lee County, Iowa at the moment. So if that helps, Shani. We're not from here. We don't live near here, but that's where we are at the moment. We're in Lee County, Iowa. We just went over the St. Francisville, new St. Francisville Bridge, as opposed to the old St. Francisville Bridge, which is still actually up. I could take a picture of it for you, but I'm not going to. Um, <laughs> moving on. Moving right along. <laughs> We were not too far from the from the uh, Battle of Athens State Historical Site, where a major early, early, early war skir- skirmish was held in uh, in the American Civil War back in 19, 1861, actually a very early skirmish. Which is a great segue, actually, because Isn't one it? thing they had at this Battle of Athens was a Quaker gun. Oh, yes, they did have a Quaker gun. It was one of the, it was, I think, the first time a Quaker gun was used in of the Civil War. What is a Quaker gun? Well, Quakers being peace-loving people. <laughs> Quaker guns are things you either can't fire at all or hope to heck you never have to fire because they're likely to blow up in your face when it happens. The one they had at Athens was a hollowed-out tree that was wrapped in metal bands. So it's basically a wooden cannon. So it would blow into small splinters when it exploded into instead of large chunks, so it could kill more people when it exploded. Not that uh, that was the original plan. Quaker guns had been used in the past before this to not very much success. And in fact, they were actually very successfully used later in the Civil War by the South as decoys. They weren't actually fired, but in several situations, the, the frown of the guns from a, the ridgetop the ridgetop the guns frowned down upon them when they got up there they were just painted black trees yeah. a couple old broken down wagon wheels stuck next to them but from a distance it looked like a cannon so anyway why why is that important why is that a good segue 
It's a segue because when I was thinking of this topic, one of the things that occurred to me is that being a woman who carries a firearms at times for self-defense, one of the things I think is a mistake as a way to approach it is to think about it as a Quaker gun. If I pull my handgun on somebody and they don't immediately start moving the other way, I'm going to start shooting it. It's not a threat. It's not a magic wand that I'm hoping is going to scare somebody away. It's serious business, and if it's coming out, it's a deadly threat. And I think that is the mindset that everyone should have if they're carrying a handgun and if they're pulling it out. It's not a game. It's not a show of force. It's not a threat. It's a clear and present danger. And I think that's the only way they should be used. Because if you have that mindset when you're carrying it, then you are mentally prepared to use it if you need to use it. In our show preps, we were we were discussing, now Spice is not your typical, in many ways she's not your typical woman, because she is, she's in her early 50s, we'll give you that much, but she's exceedingly fit, and she's not one who shies away from well, much of anything, to be honest with you. <laughs> Um, Physical she, contact, I think, is what you're going there. Very much, in many ways, a very difficult person to intimidate. So, you know, with all that going for, she's extremely fit. She is actually trained in taking care of herself, as far as you know, avoiding being hit, um, in avoiding putting yourself into situations and getting also trained in getting out of those situations where, you know, physical contact is imminent. Now, having said that, even a person who is as fit as she is, who has reasonable training, who's frankly a dead shot. I mean, the woman, if the gun is firing at you, you really do not want to be in front of it because she, she will take you down. All that, and yet... Nothing gets past the fact that she is a five foot four, hundred and twenty pound-ish woman, and that is just this is something that the the gun grabbers and the gun haters just can't wrap their mind around the fact that you know women really are at a huge physical disadvantage if it, if they, if they get into a situation where where they're in a uh, physical altercation with a man. And that's why it's so important for them to both have the option of carrying a firearm to, pretend, to pr- protect themselves and the training and mentality built into actually doing it. It's not only that we are at larger threat because it takes way more training than I've got to overcome a two-to-one size difference in a hand-to-hand physical confrontation. Without, it, without weapons. It's not just that. It's that it is demonstrably true that a man walking down the street in most places in this country or walking alone at night in most places in this country has no reasonable threat that somebody is going to jump out and try and grab him and attack him just because the person feels like doing it. And that is a real and present danger for women, because there are guys out there who will do that to women just because they want to prey upon them. Yeah, we were talking about this in the we, we, we actually discussed this podcast a little bit before we before we started before we started taping it. 
And um, she, she gave a story about uh, walking down the street. So why don't you tell that story, uh, just how you walk down the street? When I am out walking, I don't think I am, I don't think of myself as a target. I don't think I'm likely to be attacked because I don't feel like a victim. I don't think I give off the vibes of a victim. I am out on my own a lot, and one thing I've found out, that when you're riding a bicycle, dogs will attack you who would never attack anybody else just because there's something about the way bicycles move that stirs a dog's blood and makes it want to treat you as prey. I think some women give off the, pro- the vibes of being prey in a similar way, and I don't think I'm one of them. But I don't count on that. If I'm going anywhere I think there's a real threat, I've also am prepared to defend myself with something more effective than my hands and feet, which ain't going to do it against a guy twice my size. I've got a handgun or I've got a pepper spray gun. Uh, by the way, our pepper spray gun of choice, and I have one too, I often carry, I get into situations where I can't carry, even concealed, because it's like a government courthouse or school, it's illegal for you to, to carry in my state, uh, or it has been up until very recently. So we both carry the, the Kimber Pepper, pepper Blasters, uh, very effective little gun. You only get two shots, but man, are they, they're nasty. They're nasty. And the way it fits in the hand, it feels and acts like a handgun, and I've got familiarity with handguns. So I can have confidence that, you know, at a, uh, the cost it takes to fire a single Pepper Blast, I haven't practiced a heck of a lot with these things. But I have confidence the shot would go where I want it to go because it handles the same way. And it slips into a a holster I've got built into my bag. So when I'm walking around, the bag is open enough so I can slip my hand in. One of the things I don't like about a lot of the conceal carry options for women is when a woman is attacked, it's often not because of the situation per se, but because she's been personally targeted, which means it's a very... Close contact, you're often very close to the person before you know you've got a problem, and you don't have much time to react, and you may not have much freedom to react. So I want my defense option to be very close to hand and to be very easy to get to in my situation. I don't want to have to be fumbling at my uh, ankle or something like that. So I carry it in a little pocket in in my bag. I keep that part of the, the bag unzippered. And when I have, am alone and nobody's watching, I often make sure that it's easy to slide my hand in, get that, pull it out, and have it ready for use almost immediately. Spice does not really conceal carry. She'll open carry, but not really conceal carry. And she was telling me before in our, in our show prep why this is. So why is that? Because most of the conceal carry options are hard to get to. When I conceal carry at all, it's because I'm wearing a pair of pants with cargo pants, which are great because I work outside a lot, and cargo pants are the bee's knees when you're doing that kind of work to have plenty of storage space. But I've got a uh, small handgun that will fit in a cargo pocket when I don't want to wear the big belt with the uh, 9 mil on it when I'm walking around out at the place. I can put the little handgun in that because we do have some people who like to camp on private land and make meth and we do have we have had poachers on the place from time to time not since we got more vigorous about trying to keep them out but could happen and i'm out there by myself sometimes at night by myself and 
wandering around in very remote areas, yeah, I'm going to carry a handgun. And if that's, you know, it's off in the 9 mil, but otherwise I'll, I'll put a smaller thing in my cargo pocket where it's easy to get to. Okay, and when she says a smaller thing, I'll go ahead and, and, and tell you what we, what we do. Now, as a primary carry gun, I do not recommend anything that's rimfire. And I think there's very few people who do. Because it's rimfire is not a reliable round. If you are going to, however, choose to carry uh, rimfire, this is what you're going to do. I highly recommend, if you're going to do it, to use a revolver. Because even if that round does not go bang, you just cycle the cylinder, and the next one probably will. So we have a couple of those little North American Arms uh, pocket derringers. But these are the ones that are actually in the handle. They fold up into the handle, so the handle becomes a holster for them. Um, they're entirely safe to carry because you don't, they don't rest on a round. That's great. Yeah, um, um, so this is what we carry. I actually carry this gun when I can't carry anything else. Look, it's, it's summer. I'm in shorts, you know. I just, there's just no, I have shorts and a t-shirt. There's just no real way for me to comfortably carry anything else. And I'd rather carry something than nothing. And yeah, this gun's not that, it's very accurate to within 15 yards. I mean, it'll shoot extremely accurately. And we put um, self-defense uh, 22 Magnum rounds in it. Is that enough to stop somebody? I don't know, but I sure wouldn't want to get shot by one of the things. You know, or five, or five, and it'd be hard to get five off. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I, I sure wouldn't want to get shot by it. Um, that uh, brings up something else I wanted to mention, especially for women. I am not fond of big handguns because I got a little bitty tiny wrist, and frankly, they're hard on my wrist, and I don't enjoy shooting them. And if I don't enjoy shooting them, I won't practice enough with them. So instead, I carry a 9 mil. I practice a whole lot with uh, regular range ammo. And uh, then when I'm using it as a carrying it for self-defense, I put personal defense rounds in it instead. I've fired them enough to know what it's going to be like and that the gun likes them. Eh, It's a Glock. It shoots anything. But practicing uh, using more moderate calibers, doing your practice with the range ammo, and then just taking a few shots with personal defense so you know how it feels like and know how the gun reacts with it is, in my opinion, a good answer for women who don't like carrying hand cannons and don't like having their wrists sprained. If you've got a short barrel, a a fairly small gun with a big caliber, that's actually pretty hard on a little bitty tiny wrist. Okay, I'm going to ask you a few, few questions. I'm going to just give you a few guns that we have. Um, and just just as a woman, and thinking about this as a woman, a woman with small hands, small wrists, <coughs> excuse me, I'm sorry, a little coffee today. Uh, tell me just what your opinion of these are. How about the little uh, Ruger LC9S that I carry, the, real, the, the pretty little gun? Uh, uh, yeah, I like that one. That like one fits me well. Yeah, it's a very small gun. Uh, we're gonna, I'm going to do a review on it. Um, and we'll come back to it. It's, it's actually kind of pretty. Uh, it's got, it's not one of the ones with the, just all black or, um, it, it, we'll do a review on that. Uh, what about, uh, like, say my Ruger 
LCR 357 Magnum uh, polymer frame revolver. Doesn't fit my hand at all. Yuck. Fired it once. Plenty. (laughs) That is the most miserable gun there is to shoot on the planet. When you're (laughs) shooting 357 self-defense rounds, ow. I mean, just ow. I'm not a wimp when it comes to recoil. I'd rather shoot a, you know, one of those uh, 454 Casuals than that little uh, LCR. Yeah, I tried it once for educational purposes, and I learned that I don't want to do it again. Yeah, and she was actually shooting with uh, just 38, 38 wad cutters. I mean, wasn't even the 357 round. Um, in all honesty, I, I sold that gun. I just did not enjoy selling, uh, shooting it. Um, and I, well, I found it a little big to carry. But anyway, I, without digressing, um, what do you think about just a standard, everyday, full-sized 9mm like your Glock? Depends on the make and model. So if you're a woman, pick them up and try them. I find my Glock beautiful, but that is not true of every 9mm semi-automatic handgun I picked up. Yeah, I, it's interesting. She, she does not like the feel of my Glock 17. It's yeah. not that it's horrible, but she doesn't like the feel of it. Whereas I can give her the the um, um, Canic TP9. Like that one. It, it just fits her hand, which I'll do a review of the Canic, too. I love the Canic. It's a really inexpensive. Um, she, she's, she likes the feel of the EAA witnesses. We don't own any of those, but she likes the feel of them. It, it's, it's just strange how, you know, people... Let, like different feels, I guess, but... Um, While th- we're on the theme... Yes. The uh, bullpup design is great for women physique because yes. it puts the weight closer to the shoulder. One of the problems I have, I am not weak for my size. No. But when... No, I'm trying to hold out a Mosin. I can't hold out that much weight with that much of a lever arm and get very many accurate shots out of it. But a bullpup, the weight's a lot closer to my shoulder, and I get a lot more high-accuracy high shots before the fatigue of holding the weapon out at distance becomes a factor. Let's talk a little bit about how you learned to shoot. Had you shot when you were growing up? A little bit. My brothers had guns. They hunted. I was littler than most of them, so I didn't, do a, I didn't actually hunt. But... I had some supervised shooting experience. Uh, she is she is the youngest of a family that had a a dozen or so people in it. So youngest of lots. Lo, youngest of lots, and most of them brothers. Not all, but most. And frankly, you know, that many big brothers, you're probably going to learn to shoot somewhere along the line. And then you went for a while without shooting at all. Yeah. And then I bought you many, 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 many years ago. I actually bought a... Um, when it was a big investment. Yeah. We, we, man, we were broke. You don't even know broke. You don't know broke till you saw how broke we were. We were broke. Anyway, not hugely in debt, but broke. I bought her, I got it for 20 bucks at a, at a flea market. A little 22 single shot... Uh, I'll I'll do a review of the thing. It's a little. It's just a little old twenty-two single shot. Now I redid it. Uh, a friend of mine was doing some bluing, and I said, oh, I, "You know, clean up the barrel, 
so I, I got the barrel ready to be blued, and he reblued it for me. So it's got a beautiful finish on it. And then I refinished the wood, and I gave it to her as a present. And it's just a single shot, and it's a single no magazine. You, you put the bullet in. It's a little bitty twenty two long rifle. That was her first rifle. I've been terrorizing cans and paper targets with it ever since. Yeah, and it's actually a little, it's a little tack driver. I mean, it's a really yeah. accurate little rifle. And uh, she actually still takes it out to shoot because it's fun to shoot. It's little. It's And if I were going for squirrel or rabbit, I'd that's yeah. probably be my weapon of choice, actually. It's easy to clean. Yep. That's a big thing in our book. We like easy to clean. I believe clean, keeping it clean and I don't enjoy cleaning. Clean. We keep them clean, and it's just pain in the butt to, you know. If they're hard to clean, I find I won't use them enough. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, so she had that gun for many years. But, you know, it's been the last 10 years where I started really picking up more guns, and and uh, it took a while. I mean, frankly, some of it was we just didn't have the, have the money. <laughs> and then we were able to, you know, as life goes on, you can... You can earn a little bit of money here and there. And as I've been picking up guns, I, I got her early on a little heritage revolver, just a little cheap thing. I mean, just a little twenty-two. I go look on our site, Beans, Bullets, Bandages, and You. I just put a review up on this gun. And that was her first handgun. You want to talk about it? Oh, it's like a cowboy six-shooter, basically, in yeah. a, a twenty-two. Small frame. Yeah. It's a Colt. It's a four-click Colt copy in a downsized frame to 22. With adjustable sights that don't adjust quite enough, yeah. but enough to get me close. And I like to uh, go out and pop targets with it as well. It's a little six-shooter, and she, she still uses it, too. It's one of the ones she picks out to, to go out and shoot. So since then... We have picked up a whole lot of uh, different options and looks and different things. And and um, I always try and, firm rule, whenever we buy a gun, no matter what it is, within a day or two, we have the talk. Manual of arms. The manual of arms for that gun. Every gun that comes into my house, her house, our house, both of us know how to operate it know the basic disassembly and reassembly of it, and know how to clean it. Whether it's a gun you plan to fire or not, you need to know, you know, at minimum, how to check to make sure that the action is clear around. You know, how to make sure that when I hand you this gun, you need to be able to, to, to assure yourself that it is not loaded. Because I do that every single time somebody every hands me a weapon. Every single time. Even if they, we'll go to the gun shop, the first thing we do, we pick up a gun to look at. Even the guy hands it to us, drop the drop the mag, check the chamber, period. That's what you do. Yeah, they give you a funny look from time to time, but too bad. I've never shot anybody. I hope <laughs> to never have to shoot anybody. If I do, I fully intend it to be on purpose. Yeah, that, just think about that for a minute. If I do, I fully intend for it to be on purpose. And... Uh, Another part of the mentality of shooting, especially for the women out there, this isn't Hollywood. If I shoot somebody, I'm not trying to wound them in the leg. 
If I shoot somebody, I'm shooting at center of mass until they stop coming at me. And if they weren't coming at me, frankly, I wasn't shooting them. Yeah, I mean, Missouri is a stand-your-ground state, but you really do need to not shoot people who are running away from you. I mean, because the threat isn't there. I cannot outrun men either. I can outrun an arthritic turtle. Right. Speed is not one of my athletic strengths. So I'm not going to try. You know, if they're backing off, then they're backing off. And you don't need to, you know, that's, that's the only way that they're going to get out of having a bad day is to back down with her having a gun. Now, here come the challenges. I, I can hear a lot of, because almost, we're going to be honest, almost everybody listening to this is probably a guy. Am I wrong? The yeah. vast majority will be, but invite the women too. Because, yeah, yeah. you know, they're actually really welcome. Not just in name, but please do. Uh, well, we we're not trying to, to be sexist. We just, I just know who goes, goes to uh, these type of websites. It's mostly men. Um, so as a woman, why don't you start giving some advice to men who may have women in their lives, whether it be wives, girlfriends, mothers, daughters, whatever, who either are afraid of guns or just don't want to have anything to do with guns, what do you advise them to do? First thing, if someone is afraid of handguns, they shouldn't be carrying a handgun. And trying to make them is an invitation for something to go badly if they ever need it. They're going to be too unwilling to uh, pull it out when it's necessary. And they're not of a mindset to use it the way it needs to be used effectively. So if you're really afraid of it, you shouldn't be carrying it. Now, if the person starts out being afraid of them and not liking them, some of that may be lack of familiarity. So maybe you just want to invite them, if you want to and ask them to do something as a favor to you because you would like them to be better defended, just ask them to come to the range with you and get more familiar with them. Get them a nice pair of earphones so it's not painful, painfully loud when the sucker goes off. Let them get familiar with how to handle them, what they do, what they don't do. The more, com the more familiar you are with them, the better you understand them, the better mindset you're going to be. The other thing is pepper spray is a real option. I carry that actually most of the time because I too go places where a handgun shouldn't be brought. So I carry uh, pepper spray in that little folder in my purse a lot of the time. And that is a, a valid option. It's something I wouldn't want to be shot with. And since it's not a lethal weapon, a woman is much less likely to have the squeamishness about shooting it. And that's a big deal. You've got to be willing to pull the trigger when it's time to pull the trigger. Okay, well, we're getting to where we need to turn off. So this is going to be the end of part one of Women and Guns. We're going to do a part two here. And so I want you to go ahead and wait for that and look for that. We'll, we'll come out with a, a part two, and it'll probably be a little shorter than part one. But uh, we have some more to say on the subject. So until then, uh, TTFN, which is ta-ta for now, and uh, we'll see you next podcast. Have a lovely day.